Hello, and welcome to the Optimist Movies Podcast. Here it is! That's true. It's right here in front of you, and today we are my... What? We're in your pocket, I guess. Yes, we're in in your ears. I am with me and May here, who is my co-host. Who? Who Who are you? (laughs) You. I'm with you. Yes, you are with me. The co-host, and I am the host. My name is May. Hello. Good to be here. My name is Luke. Did I say that? I don't remember if I said that. I don't know. That. You might have. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hello, Luke. Hello, May. That's me. We're here. Mm-hmm. We're here. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we are doing a mini so today. mini so of, of A Quiet Place Part Dos. And part Dos. Yes. And so we're going to do it right now. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. so, 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 so to, to the, to the, to the listeners, right? Mm-hmm. To the new yeah. listeners yeah. that have new, no idea what the yeah. fuck is going on right uh-huh. now. Right. This is a sequel to a quiet No, place. no, not the movie. <laughs> oh. New listeners. Oh, the new listeners. Well, like they're, they're just like, what's it, what is this show? How does oh, it work? Show, what's, what, we, what, what is it about? We talk about movies uh-huh. and I mean, it's not that hard. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah that is true we do uh-huh. talk it's about just, films yeah we do that sometimes we have topics and sometimes we don't and sometimes we do little sometimes we do little little sodes on episodes on this case yes episodes <laughs> uh, so this one is a new one and that's what we it's, typically do the little ones yeah on. it's a new release mm-hmm. well, i mean i was new gonna release. say theater release but i mean not not all the time with recent memory we need to do mm-hmm. more of these. I, I like seeing new movies. We, we, mm-hmm. we got the HBO thing. Yeah, we can probably... Uh, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's been weird. This whole like thing called a disease that's been going on. And I don't just mean like human existence. I just Oh, that's mean, what I was like, thinking of when you said that. The, yes. <laughs> the, the good old pandemic. And, but now theaters small are back pox. because the smallpox... Pandemic. Is smallpox back? Is it? Has it never left? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I know so, a bunch of white people had it a long time ago and fucked up an entire like entire like native people and that was fun. Uh not for wait. No, it's not fun, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> it was awful. Uh-huh. It was horrible. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is that white people are the worst. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, the movie. Uh, yeah, the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's about A uh, Quiet Place Part Two. Here mm-hmm. we go. Yeah. Are you gonna describe the plot? You got it. Yeah, I mean okay. it's 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 simple. It's not a complex. Okay, thing. so like, like spoilers for part one. Spoilers okay. for part one because this set is set immediately after that first film. Mm-hmm. We cannot talk about anything regarding the context of this film if you have not seen that first one. We're not going to spoil it immediately. We will have a non-spoiler section where we talk about our thoughts and then the spoiler section. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so. So spoiler. Mm-hmm. So no spoilers. The spoilers. Plot. Luke. Go. Mm-hmm. Go. Okay. Go. Yeah. So Emily Blunt and her kids, and uh-huh. they're they are leaving their their good old home because it, it 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 it's been damaged. Why is that? Why is the home damaged? <laughs> because like there are these monsters around, Whoa! and we don't know where they came from. It's that it doesn't really matter. But what we do know is that they are blind and that they well that seems convenient yeah well it's it's actually kind of inconvenient kind of oh. kill a lot of people because <laughs> oh, they wow. can hear oh yeah i can hear too they're big yeah but they can hear like so loud with their ears they hear so loud with their ears uh-huh. look i don't know ear terminology <laughs> their, their, ears are very se- their ears say, are very sensitive they, they're monster ears so like they have parts we don't even know about Oh, probably have like other areas of weird, the body like weird, that... like alien monster ears, mm-hmm. whatever they are. Yes, I presume alien. It's not a spoiler, really. It's kind of alluded to in the first film. Yeah, like like I an mean, asteroid or whatever. Yeah. This film does not delve into that. Like good, even so. Yeah, <laughs> like it expands the world, doesn't expand that part of the world. Like right. and, like the the, the outer space world. I mean, like the monsters in this film are kind of just. I mean, I hate to say it because often this is used like reductively, but they're more like a plot device. <laughs> it's that they're there to like bring the plot along. They're there as like the driving force, but it's mm-hmm. they're not the movie. Yeah. It's, anyway, it's anyway, it's the about plot. These the characters, plot. this family mm-hmm. who comprised yes, after, of uh, comprised of Emily Blunt yes. and uh, John Krasinski. Uh, well, he's dead. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> because in the first film, he died at the, yes. near the end. Uh-huh. Spoiler for the first one. We yes. already told you. Spoiler. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> yes. Go and ahead. now they're... Uh, it's just Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt and her daughter. And her daughter. Who is... Uh, who's deaf. deaf. Yeah. And her son, 
who both of these are like around like what 11 to 12 13 14 i thought she's around like 14 15 he's he's younger than her he's like 12 or so 13 maybe Mm -hmm. yeah yeah like a few years yeah and then also a little baby little baby who's like not even a year old at this Mm -hmm. point so this family has been stricken by tragedy because the the dad's dead Mm -hmm. and their farm's fucked up yeah what are they gonna do yeah, exactly. And they set off, and that's where they I guess set off I'll leave it. On an adventure to, uh-huh. to, to, adventure for, to... for generally better prospects, hopefully. And that's probably mm-hmm. about as good as uh, we should get in, into plot at this time. Mm-hmm. So, yes. um, so yeah. Uh, so, first of all, what'd you think of the first film? The first film's great. I loved it almost at. Wait, no. There isn't really a film like. Because, <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen a film with the concept of like the sound and yeah. like without it and that being the basis around the film yeah and i really liked how it was done in the first movie i mean and, uh, i feel like and i'm not sure if you'll really like this comparison but i feel like you'll agree in like the idea of what i'm going for here oh just just for saying uh, i i love the first one as well it's amazing but i i kind of um relate to the simple genius of this kind of like freddy krueger and how like you cannot avoid sleep you have to sleep or mm-hmm. you die it, you have it, to hear or well, you... Well, no 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 you, you like making noise is such an like is such an inherent part of the way we live and we don't even think about it same thing mm. with sleep it's it's that simply genius is that it makes the idea of something essentially so hard to avoid that it's basically impossible and mm-hmm. it turns it into a life or death situation yeah and and that concept is very simply genius like That's i mean ver- very few even like great horror films can quite do that in mm-hmm. a way that feels so simply organic. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that about that. And like, not always it's like a monster apocalypse, but they also have to deal with, uh, you know, their survival, but then there's also like having to deal with the sound, like not making any noise as well. Yeah. Because like, yeah. you know, the society crumbled. So like, you know, not much food. There's like all kinds not of stuff. Food. Like, Mm-hmm. And like, and if there are other survivors, if there are others, mm-hmm. like what, what might they have, what, what might they be like too? Because yeah, exactly. essentially in, in the first film, the only exposure we get to humans are the family and this one guy we meet, mm-hmm. yeah. it's like on the, like this, like on a side of a road somewhere who we see essentially commit suicide after his loved one died. Yeah, exactly. By, by just screaming and I, I actually I rewatched this film recently, semi just to show someone and just to to prepare for this as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they do feel very akin to one another. These two films. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, so what did you like this one? Yes, I did. Yes, I did like this one. You like this yes. one? Yeah, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. I saw that's you gave great. them both the same rating on Letterboxd. Oh, I did. Yes, I thought four I gave and a half. The first one five. You gave it a four and a half. Oh, I gave it a four and a half. <laughs> what a shame. <laughs> <laughs> they deserve fives. I don't know what's wrong with me. You gave this one as well a four and a half. <laughs> I don't know. I was in a different it. mindset when I like, like what twenty minutes ago. <laughs> 20 minutes ago, like a, like a 20 year minutes ago, ago, tomato, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, but no, I did like this one as much as this, uh, as the first one. Yeah. The first one's a very tight location. There's this house farm. It's a lot whatever. more claustrophobic in nature, mm-hmm. even though it, it is open air, but it's, it, it's, I mean, yeah, it's bottle location. For sure. It's yeah. like, it's the same location the entire film, mm-hmm. essentially. Besides yeah. like, you go to a waterfall at one point and there's like a road, mm-hmm. but I mean, you don't. Yeah. And, and yeah, this one could have been just like that again, but it isn't. And like, Mm-mm. it goes to a different locations and uh, it does some new things that I won't say, but. It's very I, much like a, a part two. It's just the continuing of, <laughs> instead mm-hmm. of it being a quiet place too, like, okay, this is a separate entity. It very much is a continuation mm-hmm. of that first yeah. film in every, in every facet of execution. It even... It even basically in, on its own assumes you've seen the first one. You you can kind of get it, mm-hmm. but like you don't. But like there's a lot of like backstory you wouldn't get in mm-hmm. this that that's yeah. in the first one. Like the, the the whole concept of the the film involves they read not a lot of dialogue. Yeah, right. So when the, the second film is uh, not going to give a bunch of uh, explanation explanation yeah. to it. Uh, I don't know. You want to go into spoilers? Uh, I mean. Okay, I, wanna... I feel like it's worth talking about a little bit. There's okay. a there's an expanding cast this time around, mm-hmm. um, which I was worried about. 
really going into it. Yeah, I mean, I love uh, Jimon Honsu. I love Killian Murphy. I, I really, I'm sad. I'm s- sad. I'm sorry. Like... I'm sorry if Jimon Honsu. I'm sorry if that's not how you pronounce it. But I, I was, I was wondering how they would fit into this, because I mean, like, I mean, clearly John Krasinski proved that he can like take actors known for certain things and make them feel like a different universe, like he did with himself. <laughs> and and but like I mean, I don't know it was I could see Killian Murphy in this because like I just like okay 28 days later that makes sense to me um like I can see him in this type of like desperate film Jimon Hansu I hadn't quite seen in this context my first exposure to him ironically was Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. <laughs> he plays Korath in that film and yes. uh I, I also love him I don't think you've seen this in Blood Diamond um <laughs> uh, seen this guy. Yeah, you see, uh, Korath on our. I remember. I remember. Cor- I remember him. He's like the Who guy. Yeah, right? Who. Yeah. I'm Star Lord, man. Legendary oh, outlaw. Yeah. yeah, he was in Captain Marvel. Oh wow, I've actually seen. Yeah, him. same same character in Captain Marvel as well. Oh, yeah, same. Ha ha! Oh. There you go. Well, he's in. Well, he's an Aquaman. He's in yeah. Shazam. It's two very different yeah, characters. He's in Furious Seven. Oh uh, yeah, that. Uh, uh, yeah, Gladiator. <laughs> yeah, briefly, yeah. he's one of the mm-hmm. combatants. Yeah, Constance Constantine. Uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) that keanu reese constantine movie anyway 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 i was saying it's i was saying when i think it was a lot less the actors it was more that like okay you're expanding to like big names Mm -hmm. like more character actors but you're expanding to big names it was making me think are we gonna lose focus here especially when it's like a part two like continuing this family going really big with the sequel right and i feel like part of what made the original one so great to me not to say it needed to do the same thing but i really loved intimate heart of these characters and then it would be like it would be like if like get out and then the sequel started coming out and you heard there was an even bigger white family that was headed by brad pitt and angelina jolie and mm-hmm. and a bunch of, like you, you get what i'm saying it's like well aren't we like <laughs> it's it that i mean obviously it's not quite that large mm-hmm. of name but it was still like a little worry i had but if, if you're um not someone who enjoys a lot of a lot of like extended for long periods of time tension um mm-hmm. i'd say also um i'm, I'm not going to say in what context exists go to die.com but there's a lot of uh peril for children in this film mm-hmm. just because of the nature oh, yeah. there's a family yeah. i mean it's i mean it's a little bit worse than your thing like jurassic park like obviously the kids are in a lot of peril there's a t-rex like trying to eat them mm-hmm. and everything yeah. it's a little bit worse in this film they get a little bit more up, up and close and personal with it Oh yeah. Um, There's still some claustrophobic situations. Oh yeah. This, oh, it's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just want to say, like, if if that's something that mm. would bother you, don't 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 get on board with this one because it it is upfront and constantly present. Okay. But if you do want some heart in your film, though, then you can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of heart this in this one. movie mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is is. I, I had a whole journey with this film, but I feel like I, I'd want to get into spoilers before I feel like fully go into detail with that. But okay. um, but any is there anything else you want to say before spoilers? Because I mean, I, I enjoy conversations mostly in spoilers. <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. I'd say recommend it. I think it's yeah. as good as the first one. Yeah. Uh, I, well, uh, I honestly, for me, I think it's a little bit less. A little bit less. A little yeah. bit less. Mm-hmm. But that being said, uh, I, I still think it's fantastic and a worthy sequel. I get, I gave them the same rating. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, if you if you like put if you put like like gun to my head, gun to my genitals, which one am I gonna pick? I'd pick the first one. <laughs> the head no 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 no. the first film oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> no 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 it's no. the same yeah i'll say a cillian murphy i thought was really good in it i mean mm-hmm. you know because mm-hmm. uh, john krasinski was such a good character in the first movie and you know having to fill his shoes like his absence or whatever his absence is very much felt in this film mm-hmm. yeah yeah intentionally so yeah and they play with that in a way i thought was very smart mm-hmm. yeah exactly right yeah well let's let's not uh let's not delve Mm -hmm. into how that's definitely gonna be a big part of spoilers Mm -hmm. i think because because killian murphy's character is one of the most interesting parts of this film to me Mm -hmm. but um yeah it's a brisk 90 minutes if you can safely watch it i would recommend it Mm -hmm. please be safe out there everybody Mm -hmm. get vaccinated john (laughs) Bronkosiski at the before the film even started and had like a little 
uh, recording. Yeah, he, 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 <laughs> he was like the the uh, you see this in trailers and I was like a the the opening bit of this film is the day one. Oh, that's not even what I was. Oh wait, wait. before the film even started, like there. Oh 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 yeah, there was like a little thing where he's sitting in front of green yeah, screen and it was just like, "Hello, thank you for coming to the theater." Yes. That's how he sounds in real life. I didn't know if you knew that, but he was like, uh-huh. "Thank you for coming Come to, to the, the theater." theater. <laughs> what what voice is that? I I think it was like my mind said like like weird like hoity toity English man, but like that's not at all what came out. Um, I'd say like if Chuck Norris wanted to do a British accent. <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate that thank you mm-hmm. um but yeah i I'm... Yeah, had a cameo in this <laughs> <laughs> chuck norris's cameo exactly yeah, as a monster as a monster <laughs> which means he just played himself <laughs> oh Jesus. i'm just kidding i love you chuck norris and We're especially go... in the, the dodgeball but oh yeah i forgot about that <laughs> you're freaking oh well you you remember that like time back in like meme history when like memes consisted of people just saying that chuck norris was awesome mm-hmm. and that's like that was like the pinnacle of comedy <laughs> in a way don't we all miss that time i don't <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad it's evolved i'd say uh-huh. evolved it's evolved or has it evolved though i mean i like... think evolved i would say evolved <laughs> mm-hmm. that's that being said not too much <laughs> but uh-huh. it has evolved <laughs> yeah, anyway right. The spoiler uh, section. Yeah, so um, and, go watch the film. Yes, go watch it um, safely. And if and, you haven't uh, watched the film, you're still here. Yeah, might be a little confusing. We're gonna jump around a little bit, but you might get what mm-hmm. we're talking about. Yeah. Also, watch the first one if you have. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you okay, mean, if you're still here and you haven't watched the first one, what the heck are you doing? Why are you even interested yeah. in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. Okay. I mean, you know, you know, you hear it's I mean, good. You know. You know, yeah, John Krasinski and Lee Blunt—they're cute. So you know, they're, they're adorable them together. together yeah. in this movie is a joy. They're married in real life. Yeah, they are. Yeah, and uh, John Krasinski came back to write and direct this. What do you feel about uh, his direction this time around? Now that we can go into more specific spoiler section, what do you think about his direction this time around? I have a few notes. On oh, that. you do. Well, not <laughs> notes, 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 not notes, notes, uh, <laughs> but just like mental notes, like things. Uh, I don't know. If- there was anything too different about the direction of this one. Oh, really? I thought this one was very oh, really? different. Oh, really? Yeah, I noticed a lot of differences. Like what? Uh, uh, the there was a lot more like uh, tracking shots. There was a lot more one take style stuff. That's following true. characters like for extended periods of time with the camera. Mm-hmm. There was one shot even that like I know this probably like <laughs> no one reacted to the shot, but it's just John Krasinski walking down a sidewalk and like. The whole time, I'm like, there's subtle reflections in the mirrors. You don't see the camera. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It was just a thing. And it just lasted for a while. And it was just like, it reminded me. And I don't know why that shot in Mission Impossible 3, that like really long shot of Tom Cruise just fucking gunning it across mm-hmm. that freaking thing. And it was the same type of setup. And <laughs> and I don't know. It's just, I noticed a lot more motion this time around, camera wise. Yeah. There was a lot more air. And I think... Yeah and a lot more space given around the characters generally until threat. And then it, and then it really pulled mm-hmm. into the characters. It was a lot more purposeful in that way. It did the same technique in the first film, but I, I noticed that being used a lot more like surgically mm-hmm. in this film. And I really mm-hmm. appreciate it. I saw that the technique used and it was yeah. very prominent. I know it's a lot more dramatic music in, in this film. More. Yes. I, yeah. I noticed that as well. It, mm-hmm. There's a lot more like either whether in the yeah. suspense scenes, there's a lot more like, or like, mm-hmm. or in like yeah. more heartwarming scenes, like kind of touching piano, whatever. Like mm-hmm. you, you understand a movie score yeah. sound. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's still like a score in the first movie, with the, the, the more horror early type of mm-hmm. type of thing. But it, it yeah, wasn't it nearly just, as prominent. There's a lot yeah. of like just purely mm-hmm. silent scenes. Yeah. As there is in this film too, don't get us wrong. So in terms of tracking shots, I haven't seen the first one since theaters, so yeah. I didn't remember neither had tracking not, shot. Oh. Neither had I. I had neither. So I mean, watching it recently, like right before this, really like accentuated to me that like John Krasinski really grew as a filmmaker over time. Like mm-hmm. like I remember before the first one, I remember like reading up about it, how like he can like he talked to Jordan Peele and he was like, Okay, how do I make this work? And he and he talked to Edgar Wright and he was like, Okay, how do I like build these scenes in a way that feels like it all naturally flows into flows into each other mm-hmm. and everything like yeah. that and it tracks the guy's character they come back to that location and mm-hmm. they come back to the location again later in the film as well 
Yeah. So it was not like it was just wasting time, like pad in the runtime. No, there's not. And there's also some great setup and payoff in this film as well, specifically with the, uh, for me, my, my the, favorite one was the dive. The dive. The mm-hmm. dive thing. Yes. So in the opening of the film, you see uh, Killian Murphy's character, who's at the baseball game for uh, the son, Noah Jupe's character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Noah Jupe, who's amazing. Everyone who hasn't seen Honey Boy, you should totally watch it. It's on Amazon Prime. Oh, anyway, he's in that. He, he's the main kid in Honey Boy. Oh. Yeah. Huh. It goes like Honey Boy like goes in between two separate time periods and same character played by Noah Jupe and uh Manchester by the Sea, Lucas Hedges. Lucas Hedges. Yeah, so <gasps> yeah. And Shia LaBeouf plays the father in both eras. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, great film. You should all watch it. Anyway, <laughs> Noah Jupe is um in this film and he and he is in the bas- uh, basketball baseball game. Mm-hmm. And so at one point Sil- Kelly Murphy is talking to the um hard of hearing daughter and and he's trying to like converse with her a little bit, but he's having trouble because obviously he doesn't know sign language. And after a dive is made in the game, he's like, how do you say dive? And he's taught this certain motion. And then later on the dock, far later in the film, when it's just those two that aren't very good at communicating with each other, there's a moment when he comes up with a plan and he, and he uses that same motion and she's just like, she just nods to him. And it's a great little moment where you, where you instantly know, shit, that's great. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to get cool right here. And, there's also a lot of really interesting creative uses of traps in this film, I noticed. Yeah, they're... Some of my like most creative things are like... Uh, you see this in Trailer Black when Emily Blunt gives her the tripwire and then the bottles come down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, also um, a bear trap. Dude, oh, the I, I, yeah, for some reason, I totally forgot about that. Uh. <laughs> but that actually affects Noah Jupe's character throughout the film. Mm-hmm. Was that meant for a monster or was that intended for humans who come I th- in? I think either, but I think mainly humans because I don't know how much that would have affected the monster because we know like if you shoot the monster on its like normal skin, it won't <laughs> like, you know, it'll um it won't get that damaged. And I think probably Killian Murphy's character knew that. Yeah. So, I mean... M- I mean, if it worked on the monster, fine. Or if even just distracted it, fine. Well, like distracted, then he's got the sniper to like, yeah, really get the the ear skin. Yeah, like the weird like because when it when it's yeah. like really listening, it's like head mm-hmm. opens yeah, up. I, I love that head opening thing. It's cool. character design. It's cool. Yeah, it's present really cool. the first one as well. But yeah. There's a lot more of showing the the, the monster this time around. Yeah. Because, yeah. Now now we know. So you knew from the first uh-huh. one, you can't really put that cat back in the bag. Mm-hmm. people know what they look like <laughs> it's a mm-hmm. uh, yeah i mean it, it there there is to a certain extent that you can use like just just good filmmaking but like it like the 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 mystery the shroud around them had to, had to be done differently in this film because they can't be these like mysterious things you've never seen before anymore kind of mm-hmm. like how like in jaws for example like once you see the shark for the first time it's fairly obvious to see throughout the rest of the movie and and it's similar like in the first film and now throughout this entire film now they instead of trying to like you treat them with the same mystery, they make them they like really accentuate their ferociousness. Not to say that's not the case in the first, but mm-hmm. in this one they are constantly gunning yeah. for you. Yeah, uh-huh. and it reminds me of a thing with the the whole at the end of the first movie they have the sound like ear uh, piece hearing aid yeah. thing, right? Which makes so it which kind of stuns it. Yeah, which yeah. stuns it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought they would like be using that all the time in this one, and but it it does just stun it like when she's on the train with like the shotgun or whatever, like she does it and it like stuns it, but then like she shoots it and then it still comes toward. Yeah, her. it's like you gotta so like, like really hit it in the right spot for it to work, mm-hmm. and like it <laughs> it I, I thought that like that might be a little bit like all right, so it's <laughs> like a crutch. Of yeah, some sort. it's like. Mm-hmm. But um, it didn't end up being that, and I was very uh, I thought it was very skillfully done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I kind of want to describe the journey I went through watching this movie because at first, while I was watching this, I was like, "This is good," but I'm kind of like eh towards it because it it was well made, and I was enjoying just watching these characters go through and everything like that, and I was enjoying Killian Murphy the most actually. But um, I think what I was missing was a little bit more of like that emotional weight. Because I understood that it just came off of that, but I didn't I didn't feel it like really reflected in the mm-hmm. characters. It felt like more just as in, okay, their dad decides so now they're going on a little journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not like woman is pregnant, so you understand that and like she's right, yeah, birth and, soon, so that's it, like any time yeah, that couldn't happen. Yeah, that that emotional weight, but also just in that first film there's a 
really palpable family dynamic where there's a lot of downtime to observe. Mm-hmm. And this film for a good portion near the beginning is more just like, all right, we need to get going. We need to get going. We need to get going. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I get why they did that. And I just think that it just took me a little while. Cause I only really started to get on board with it near the middle where it really starts getting kicked into high fucking gear. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I want to say like from middle to end of this movie, besides like maybe one exception it's pretty much nonstop. <laughs> Mm-hmm. just intensity and it works all of it there there's not a single intense scene in this film that does not work in spades mm-hmm. even that part of the film that i wasn't like really invested in i was still really enjoying and on board for the filmmaking going on here and the emotions they were trying to give me mm-hmm. it really yeah. worked mm-hmm. yeah that little downtime with the uh, celia murphy and the uh and the group of people that yeah, were like right. the boat peeps not you, those boobies. Because you figure out they can't swim mm-hmm. at one point, which I thought was a really interesting thing. If you think about it, yeah, yeah. they look like little pins and needles. Like, of course they couldn't swim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, I had to make me think, like, did they swim or not when they got the water? But, yeah. Uh, Makes total sense. Mm-hmm. And I love that. That's really, it's really interesting. It's not like their weakness is water, but, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, you know, but, like, they can't, like, if they got into, like, I don't know, like, a lake or something, they couldn't, like stay on top and keep going you know mm-hmm. they would just sink to the bottom and drown assume i assume i don't know how they yeah. like breathe i they assume they drown stay underground at underwater and yeah. just be the fish population that's <laughs> <laughs> how uh, yeah. a quiet place part three will turn to jaws apparently quiet place part three is um in consideration the john mm-hmm. Krasinski, like emily blunt came out recently and said like yeah he has he has plenty of ideas for a part three <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i guess he's going for quite a lot of installments yeah and, i could too i i i i want them to take it one at a time though i don't want them to make a plan just uh, you know just make do do the dark knight trilogy and i'm not meaning like the trilogy part i mean like make the good movie you want to make and then if it's good enough to warrant a sequel then keep going <laughs> you know because mm-hmm. i feel like if you if you start like going okay green light uh part three four and five <laughs> then like and then they're probably gonna like make john krasinski do like okay like do like an overarching thing amongst all mm-hmm. these films that like like a la your lord of the rings where it's just like very much mm-hmm. like a part one a part two a part yeah. three or like maybe make a prequel for like day one to whatever the first day right exactly <laughs> right which even like and i mean some prequels are great and i feel like that's a controversial statement but it's true. I don't know mm-hmm. where this like thing. Can, like a lot of prequels are bad. Sure, like we all know X Men Origins is bad. Okay, uh-huh. we all know. <laughs> I enjoy that movie way too much for as bad as it is. But <laughs> uh-huh. uh, look, look, that movie's really fun. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want yeah, I want you to look at me good. in the face and tell me that you ain't having a blast when when you see in a giant a giant man in a boxing ring just oh. absolutely kick the shit out of Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> Wolverine in that film, he t- he's on a motorcycle. He then he then goes on a ramp in the middle of a road. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he he and he ju- and and he he jumps in the air. He jumps so high that he then uses his claws to to cut off the helicopter wings that are currently trying to shoot him. In which it then falls to the ground. And he walks away with his back turned to an explosion. Mm-hmm. That is. 30 seconds of that film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's cool. Does he start smoking when he starts walking away? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. He should have. He should have yeah. like put that cigar in his mouth and be no, like, and I'm like, a the real man. Of his hand. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah was like, the cigar was on like the middle blade. He was like, mm. uh-huh. Deadpool 3 ideas. Uh, anyway. Dude, yeah. Apparently Ryan Reynolds is going to make Deadpool 3 as like a Wolverine Deadpool road trip movie. Oh, really? That was his original idea. But it's, that's not what it's going to be. <laughs> because, like, that was his original idea before Deadpool 2 came out. And Hugh Jackman said that he wouldn't want to be Wolverine anymore. <laughs> so that was, like, a long time ago. That was before the Disney acquisition. Like, acquisition? Mm. Is that the right word? I don't just, think so. Just throw enough anyway. money at Hugh Jackman. And then, like, it the, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Forget about your skin cancer. Forget mm-hmm. about the fact that you don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> special effects. and <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> 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 Anyway, A Quiet Place Part 2. Uh-huh. So, uh, nope. Cillian Murphy. 
Are you uh, going to say Jonah Hill? I was going to say John Krasinski. No, John Krasinski. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah, Jonah Hill. Jonah anyway, Hill. Why am I thinking about Jonah Hill? Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Killian Murphy. Yes. Killian Murphy? Like Cillian Killian Murphy? Killian Cillian, I don't know. No one knows. Literally no one, even Killian mm-hmm. or Cillian Murphy knows. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Let, 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 let's just go with whatever way. However you pronounce it, that's the correct way. That way you don't get mad okay. at us. However you pronounce it so is the right way, Murphy. listeners. Mr. Sill, he is, his wife is dead and stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, his kids. Yeah, and his kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. I didn't think about that. Yep. <laughs> That's what all the drawings were. That was con- Oh, yeah, right. He was constantly, yeah. When you go into his hideout, there are like a lot of like little okay. drawings of people. And it's all his kids and his family that are all dead. Mm-hmm. If you're out, his, his kids died on day one. And they all only refer to it as that day, quote unquote. And they just know what they're mm-hmm. talking about is that okay. day. Right. And uh, that makes sense that I was just like, I'm gonna learn art now that like I've time to <laughs> myself finally. No, no, and uh, uh-huh. his wife apparently died uh, cancer. like a, like a few weeks before. Was it cancer specifically? No, Did, uh, I, uh, yeah, I was just wondering because he just says that she was sick, right? Yeah, and then the pain I, got I so excruciating, what... she screamed, and then that's oh. what got her. No, oh. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think that's I think that's what he said. Like the pain was so excruciating, she started screaming, and then that's when they came for her. And then he had nowhere to go, and so he, he like mm-hmm. so the place that you find him at is fairly makeshift for him. Mm-hmm. Of course, it was like a few months, but like and he had time, but it was that wasn't like his permanent residence. He had a home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now yeah. he's in uh, uh, he's in a weird like water tank of some kind. A water tank? I don't know what it was. Some it's kind like of, a factory because some... there were like work outfits. Yeah, uh, that they look really creepy. <laughs> yeah, for a second, like there's a, a moment where the kid like walks into this room and they're all like these like work outfits are like hanging, and for a split second I'm like, damn, it's like is that like all the workers that like hung themselves from chains from the ceiling? Like that's what I thought. I was like, oh no, it's just their outfits. I'm like, why is that? I mean, it's good imagery, but I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> anyway, and I want to say, where are all the dead bodies? Like, you know, there's a few, but mm-hmm. but like. Maybe Cillian Murphy moved them. He doesn't want to but live. So, but there's like, 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 not in. Oh, you that mean place, like in, in the world? In the world, like you barely see Maybe any. Maybe like, uh, do the monsters eat? No, you just see them like bat them aside. Well, yeah, at first, but then like when they're like, they, okay, no one's around. Do they like? <laughs> Maybe it's like a xenomorph thing, where they like, go back and take them to like a queen or something. Oh my goodness, that's what part three is going to be. Maybe, yeah. Honestly, I could see them doing something like that. It would be pretty organic for them to do something like that. I mean, but to make it not like aliens would be the would be the trick. The a- a- alien will be pregnant. Tamir, like the uh, alien, will be blunt being pregnant, and then like. But she's already been pregnant. Yes, exactly. And they oh, like so it's discover an al- it's their, allusion back to the first their film. nest or something. Okay. And then, so you're making Emily Blunt Ripley. No, I am making her <laughs> Ripley. No, I'm not. No, <laughs> because like you know how the, Ripley the was, a, was a mother will not impregnate uh, Ripley. Okay, so not true. But go ahead. You saw <laughs> Alien Four. No, that's Alien uh, Cubed. Oh, no, also Alien Four. It's a human <laughs> okay. hybrid. Where do you think that human came from? Human hybrid. Where do you think that came from? Well, that clearly i don't remember alien resurrection <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should stop talking about alien resurrection <laughs> well, why <laughs> i'm no fuck it let's talk about alien resurrection yes <laughs> i'm not a that fan basketball shot. <laughs> oh yeah god uh-huh. for some reason i remember I, I watched that a long time ago with my dad and for some reason he loved that <laughs> he's like that, that basketball scene he thought that was the most hilarious thing in the world uh-huh. <laughs> and, for, and now when i watch that scene i know it's like one of the most quote-unquote famously cringy scenes from that movie but i just watch it i enjoy it <laughs> i'm just like this is hilarious <laughs> and uh-huh. i don't know what it, I, I think it's just like instilled in me to just have like a humorous reaction to that scene i don't know Mm-hmm. That movie's weird as hell. Isn't that like a xenomorph, like, like bite like the back of a guy's head, and then like it's like the general guy, and he like he like like puts his hand in the back of his head, he pulls out like a little piece of brain, he looks at it, and he's like, Ooh. oh yeah, <laughs> and he like makes a weird like Ooh, face, uh-huh. <laughs> and then he just like falls down, and the xenomorph's like, all right, and then he goes on. <laughs> that movie's so weird. Uh-huh. I I want John Krasinski to make the Alien Resurrection of Quiet Place movies. <laughs> Just make it yeah, make a bonkers. crossover uh, where like it's it's Ian Morris, but like it's quiet, right? You gotta be quiet. Wait, I guess Ian Morris aren't quiet. 
Oh, yeah, Xenomorphs okay. aren't. Who would win in a fight between one of these, like, qu- quiet place creatures or uh, Alien Queen? Alien Queens are slow, so probably these Are they monsters. that slow, though? I mean, they're not as fast as these guys that's are. That's true, that's true, but, like... Like, of course, like, they're fair, it's fairly slow in, like, Aliens. But, like, if you remember, like, Alien versus Predator? Like, that thing's, like, it's running through, like, a skeleton. It's, like, it, it ain't tiny. Like, it ain't tiny oh, and it ain't slow. It, it's, it's, it, it's, like, running through stuff. It, like, it uses its tail pretty strategically. Mm-hmm. I still think that, but, like, the, the, like, spiny arms, though. Like, the Quiet Place thing is spiny arms. I mean, it does, but... Also, the, the alien sweet, could, the the, alien could the never alien hide. The alien queen does not know its weakness, though, so... That's true. Uh-huh. That, yeah how would it kill it i mean uh, yeah. well, well okay would it be able because like you, we know that it knows that it can go for the head because it goes for like ripley's head you know it goes from everyone's head would it would an alien queen's bite be able to pierce through that armor because obviously it's a little bit more than just like like no, you know maybe not but i mean if it bled the alien queen then i'm sure it would go for oh the, the acid alien. yeah yeah i still think the quiet place creature has it like generally though yeah I think, uh, I think it, it would. It's sustain... also less for the alien queen to hit. That's true. It's it, it would sustain heavy damage maybe because like if it like stabs it, then of course like its arm would get off, but it would still have stabbed it, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I think I think it would sustain heavy damage, but I think the quiet place uh-huh. thing would win. Oh, can the alien queen swim? Huh. We know aliens can swim because in Alien Resurrection, you see the xenomorph drones swim pretty goddamn well. That's true. The alien queen do fat. The only time you the only time you see the alien queen in water at all is the very end of Alien vs Predator. Spoilers for the Alien vs Predator film that came out in two thousand four. <laughs> um, you see it dragged under by a really heavy like iceberg, I think. So it, yeah, I don't think. I guess it can drown. It, it can drown. Well, I mean, but it, I mean, technically I guess it's never so shown. It's just die it's, quiet place thing. It, it, yeah, exactly. It's the same thing. If the alien queen could knock it into water, but then again, I if guess, we're going by the standard rules, which is... I'm guessing the alien queen would, like, hide and be in the water while, like, right. fighting the... the standard the standard rules of this is that they is that, that each party teleports, that not by any means, they, they just appear at the opposite ends of, of a regular American football field, because <laughs> it's entirely neutral, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they immediately perceive each other as a threat, they'd have whatever... They're at their prime, and they have whatever equipment they normally have on them. That's my that's my rules <laughs> for for character fighting. Uh-huh. No vehicles, no backup. So, <laughs> guess I've thought about this a lot, <laughs> and and I, and I've got some of these from other people. But anyway, <laughs> football field. Well, okay, a quiet place guy can manage his way on Earth, right? Like yeah, but it's like Alien Queen. Yeah, but I've never seen it on Earth. Alien Queen. Yeah, you have Alien vs Predator. That's Antarctica, to be fair. That's, I mean, yeah, Antarctica. It's not like normal thing, yeah. Antarctica isn't part of Earth. You see, but you see plenty of like aliens and AVPR, though. Well, see, haha, it's pretty dark. Anyway, <laughs> um, but there's uh, no alien queen in that. It, well, movie. I mean, there's the the the, the Predalien as a queen, technically, <laughs> because remember, it like puts all the eggs in that pregnant lady at one point. <laughs> Well, does that count as a queen, or is that just like? Because like, really I think queen. by I think by alien physiology, like, it's kind of like a thing to where like it's a like hierarchical like, like genical system to where like, if there is no queen present, one will start to grow into one. Oh, that's how so, that is. I I think so. It's like there are normally drones, but like it's something within them that like if there is not one present, then like the strongest or whatever. I'm not sure how it's decided. There, I have a friend that I imagine could tell me exactly how this could work, <laughs> but but it's uh, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. I might be wrong because there's a lead scene in the first Alien film where you see um, Dallas, the captain, in some of that like stuff that you see in Aliens. Oh yeah, okay. You, there's 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 that. So you know that that normal drones can have the ability to grow to do things that queens can do because as far as i know only queens can do that because like i don't know <laughs> why are we talking about this for so long yeah. <laughs> oh no this has been a quiet place this has two. been a quiet place for anyway um the, the the film the film at hand yeah <laughs> his kid he did art and oh right so yeah <laughs> this is what we're talking about <laughs> yeah uh so yeah, he, he, was, he, was do, he was doing art of it. He was doing art of his dead children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they. I remember in the scene, the 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 baseball game scene. Mm-hmm. His kid was like, "I want you 
to make drawings of me like but he's like no so now that Wait, like, what he's, is that a thing yeah no what? oh it's <laughs> like do i not remember this <laughs> no, so then when this kid dies then he's like okay i'm gonna devote myself to make all the drawings all the drawings yeah. yeah exactly that that's that's a fatherly redemptive <laughs> art that's right? why at the final scene of the movie the final drawing he did was of the deaf girl because he views her as like like her, like her it's like daughter. a like a daughter thing uh-huh like he it's very last of us you know i don't think because joel also drew i think <laughs> what you're saying right now is false <laughs> and i don't but very like it. true to these characters i don't believe that is true either mm-hmm. and like okay like that, ellie that, trolls that that uh, i know she does <laughs> <laughs> i do want to talk about killy murphy and like the symbolic relationship between him and john krasinski though mm-hmm. because in a way the film presents him it almost is like the bearded male survivalist character <laughs> you mm-hmm. know that yeah that like is like in charge quote unquote Mm -hmm. the tough dad the tough dad right yeah um but i love how they how they deal with that because Mm -hmm. it's a scene that might be one of my favorite scenes in the movie where where she uh where, where he's well okay i digress the first part of this is when she looks at him and says you're not like him Mm-hmm. you're not like him you you think you are yeah. everything like that and he clearly takes like a lot of offense to that yeah. and Isn't at one point Cillian's first line like uh like you need you can't stay here yeah <laughs> exactly. whatever, like, like you can't like different. You, like you can't stay here we can't i, I can't help you yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. not get, enough food not enough <laughs> yeah get uh-huh. the fuck out um uh-huh. and but then later once they get to um the sanctuary essentially um he says some of the effectives like you're you're right i'm not like him but you are mm-hmm. talking to the to the deaf daughter. And I thought that was really powerful is that it's not about replacing him. She, in this film I think is about, cause the first film had, it's like family things too, but this film I felt like it was a little bit more pointed thematically with, and cause it's about the kids succeeding, su- succeeding, sorry, mm-hmm. the parents and trying to yeah. carry on the strength that they had. And I think it's no, I think it's no coincidence that Emily Blunt and John Grzynski also have, fairly young children as well and are now starting to become far more prominent in their lives and everything. And I, this feels in a way, of course, I've not heard anything about this, but this feels almost in a way, a film that John Grissens, he made in a dedication to his kids and how proud he is of them. Oh, I didn't think about that. But yeah. I mean, Emily Blunt probably has the least, uh, does the least amount of things in this, which is weird. Yeah. Which, which that to me is a big disappointment for me. Oh really? Yeah. Cause I mean, I love Emily Blunt. You uh-huh. have Emily Blunt. This is your wife, John Krasinski. <laughs> and and like, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like know. she could have done a lot more. I mean, she goes, like, she leaves at one point to get some oxygen stuff, and it goes fine. And she comes mm. back, and there's a really great scene that yeah. was part of the middle. And then after yeah. that, I mean, she, I mean, she's just stuck in the tank at the end, and she gets pretty injured the, near the very, very end. Mm-hmm. I mean, other than that, she doesn't really do that much. So it's like worry and yeah. cry. <laughs> it's like I, I, oh, yeah. I was a little bit it's, disappointed. It's, it's taken would... away like the parental figure to get the kids to do more stuff. And I understand that, but I feel like that could have been accomplished without making her feel so passive. Yeah, but I mean, like she—it's not like she was like too much more non-passive. Oh, I, I agree. She she's great in the movie. She's great. Her character is her character is done well. I just I think. They could like, have just it, done it, Emily Blunt a little bit more justice in this film. Mm-hmm. And uh, honestly, that was uh, my previous quip uh, gripe with the first film is that I didn't like the ending that much. That that gripe has pretty much entirely gone away, but I still gave it the same rating because a whole new flaw came up, which is that I feel like Emily Blunt wasn't given that much in that film. <laughs> She's there to be pregnant and scream and mm-hmm. at the very end suddenly look like a badass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I'm suddenly like, look, she looks like it. She, well, yeah, I, you understand what I mean. Mm-hmm. She she suddenly just starts acting like a badass out of nowhere. Yeah, it's it's just felt very inorganic to me in the way that it's built, and in this it's, and in this they just kind of do away with that, or if that was just meant to be a weird cool moment at the end where she just and then well, cut I to mean, black. I don't that was know. like her being mama bear. Like yeah, but she doesn't mama bear much in this. Well, yeah, she, she does, she does mama, mama bear. bear at the beginning, and then she. she 
they yeah. kind of strip away the mama bear. But yeah, that's, I don't know. I just to get Papa Bear. You know? I, I, but then I understood that. why all these things. I just feel like this movie's like ninety, like ninety-five minutes or so. Make it a hundred, a hundred ten. Maybe give a little bit more downtime. Maybe give her a little bit more. If you can't give her more agency in terms of what the plot's doing, which I understand why, make make her have a little bit more impact through an agency through character. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just get just give her a little bit more. Give her a little bit more is all I was asking because like to me she seems like the most underdeveloped character in these films. Like the she seems about is the most underdeveloped. Ha, ha. <laughs> like like I know about as much about her as I do about the son Noah Jupe, and you know basically nothing about him. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I know that deaf daughter and Killian Murphy and John Krasinski way better. And now the and now the God I really want to know this fucking character's name. I keep saying the deaf daughter, <laughs> but she might be my favorite character in all these films. Now it used to be John Krasinski, but now as like seeing her go through these two films, it I think she's my favorite because like her whole thing in the first film is that she she kind of resents John Krasinski's character a little bit and has a hard time has a hard time connecting with him after the death of the mm-hmm. little brother that she feels oh, responsible yeah. for, and in a way also John Krasinski does. And in yeah. this one, it's almost her taking her own initiative and and giving getting her own agency in that way and moving past that fully. Yeah, the absence of that kid in the first one is like almost paralleling this absence of John. Precise, precisely, precisely. Yeah. Yeah, I think about it. these two films aren't like that different as I thought they might be. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean. I mean, they're different, and I mean, they that, are. That's the nature of franchise films. You'll get, you'll, I mean, the the formula is there if you look for it. It's important if with, A, what they do with the formula, B, what the film itself and what it's trying to do is making you feel. And I feel like this film was in space, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 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 I think I felt the formula. I, I felt the formula more than you. Okay, it's 97 minutes. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah. where, where, where? where? I'd like to talk about the locations a little bit. Cause... Reagan. Reagan. Reagan's mm-hmm. her name. The the character name. And the actress's name is Millicent Simmons. Millicent Simmons. Simmons. She's only been in these two films and one other called Wonderstruck. Wonderstruck. Dun, dun, dun. No, no, that's a, it's a different ACDC song. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Todd Haynes directed that movie. He did Carol, Dark Waters. Ooh, Carol, I'm, I'm going to put this on my watch list right now. It has a fairly good rating on um, Letterboxd as well. It's a 3.2 average. Oh, huh. Hmm. It's not amazing, but, like, it's pretty good. <laughs> okay. Anyway, sorry. Can it, yeah. You wanted to talk about locations. Yes. I thought there were some really good ones. Like, for, like just a small one, but I like the train location. Like, oh, that was great. Mm-hmm. And she just goes through one, and then you see, like, her out, like, a window, and, like, those, uh, the train cars, and, like, they're spilt out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I loved the, uh... I love the, the pointed nature of it because like mm-hmm. the whole, like the whole thing is like, you can only look forward and behind you. Mm-hmm. It, it almost like in an odd way did serve that claustrophobic idea that that, mm-hmm. that first one yeah. had. It, but it, all the locations, they still get like the claustrophobic thing mm-hmm. stuff done. And that scene was probably the most out of all of them. That right? or the moment in the tank at the very end. Oh, that's, that's fair. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. I, I'd agree. I felt it more in the train scene. I'd agree with you there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I liked her again, the the first aid uh, kit uh, as well. We threw the door mm-hmm. with a good right. old uh, good old dead body jump scare in there. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. I mean, I, that gave me a hell of a jolt. I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed After, that. The birds when they flew out of that train car. That's what got me to jump. But, oh really? Yeah. <laughs> like the birds, I was like, all right, and then yeah. like it didn't bother me. I was yeah. like, all right, and then that the, made me think. Like, do the monsters like when they hear birds, are like, ah, oh, whatever. That those like do it all the time. <laughs> like, I think at this point, like the monsters might have trained themselves to understand like what human sounds are and what aren't. Mm-hmm. Maybe I I don't know like or maybe they do hunt yeah. down birds. I don't know. And and regardless, it, it does. One of them yeah. does come fairly shortly after, so uh-huh. maybe it did hear it. Yeah. Who maybe. knows? Who knows what triggered it? Uh-huh. I'd assume what triggered it is her going like, ha, ah, real quick. Yeah. Maybe, I, I thought it was the body falling over. But, Might I mean, have been. I don't know. It could have been any of yeah. When it's a quiet place, any noise could be. Right. Yeah. And I do want to say, I think maybe the creatures were a little bit depowered in this one. Because in the first one, like, it's like a whisper. Like, barely a whisper. And a lot of times, like, Killian Murphy, like, out in the open will go, like, go or whatever and mm-hmm. i was like it's implied in the first one that, that if that happens that like, you're dead <laughs> mm-hmm. you know yeah they have to like go under like a waterfall to right, to, 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 be to able barely to do anything speak. yeah 
Yeah, which and I do. They do bring back that element a little bit, which I thought was clever with the the sprinkler the sprinklers, which is great. Yeah, mm-hmm. which doesn't work entirely, which I also loved. It's not. It oh, doesn't. Yeah. It like she still has to like face it, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Which, I, which I thought was great. Yeah, and I like that shot too of the the head poking out of the water. Uh, background that was great yeah. the visual effects this time are, are improved yeah, yeah they I think. were they not not every shot held up i don't think there was one shot specifically that i thought looked a little janky which is weird because it was like one of the few shots that didn't have motion it was um when it looked up over the like over the the camera was looking up at the family and the model of the creature was was um in the bottom of frame and like the top of frame was the family looking down at it after they just killed it and I was like, wow, that does not look real, that creature. <laughs> uh, that was a moment. I don't know why. Maybe maybe that was just weird, and I'll have to like rewatch it again and go, huh, maybe I was wrong there. I don't know. But that, mm-hmm. I, I just, to me, it was worth mentioning that like there was that one moment where I was like, wow, mm-hmm. that did not look real. But there were like, there was like a, but that was like one shot. And in the last one, there were like a few shots where I was like, all right, that's a little weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I mean, that being said, I mean, they, they are like giant, crazy, like, crazy fast cgi monsters on a very moderate budget john krasinski did an incredible job mm-hmm. like he did incredible <laughs> mm-hmm. like like yeah. like i i don't i'm pretty sure that like these don't have the craziest budget ever so yeah i i, I bet that he, he he did incredible for what was done so mm-hmm. regardless don't take this as like that was not that did not bother me at all so mm-hmm. so yeah yeah let I, me see how much this we were yeah I'll talk about that location too, as well. The uh, I mean, we briefly we mentioned it before the uh, the the factory workplace, but mm-hmm. I do like the layout of even when that boy is walking through and seeing the work outfits and stuff. I, I like how that was laid out, and then like the him seeing the body on the table as one, but like yeah. also just how how uh, smart cool it is to have the the, the, uh, what, what, the iron hole where they go into and then oh yeah the like that weird like that other layer thing yeah device and having the the whole yeah. hotness and the budget of the first one is just 17 million and oh. the but and the budget of this one is just 61 so like oh, i mean jump, but, yeah, yeah but like still like like so this that's movie crazy. like managed to pull off like for the most part in, like pretty realistic monsters on a little bit more than like john wick's budget so you know so that's mm-hmm. that's a feat on itself and that first one is probably even more impressive because that was 17 million dollars like that's not that's mm-hmm. that's that's i mean i don't I like for listeners i don't know like how mm-hmm. if you know but that's like that's for a big budget for like sorry for a high profile film that like comes out in many theaters that many people go see and makes that much money that yeah. is like essentially like crawling its scraps <laughs> that's true like yeah. i think endgame had like 300 million <laughs> and you know like then that they fully ran, render cgi characters in in that film and and granted very many of them but it's it's still very hard to make them look real and often i mean justice league is 300 million dollars the original version was mm-hmm. 300 million dollars just justice league mm-hmm. and that movie has some wonky cgi in it let me tell you <laughs> yeah so i mean for 17 million bucks and 61 million bucks John Krasinski, holy crap! Oh yeah, yeah incredible the first movie, work. Uh, was set like mostly at night. Yeah, that one. but this oh, one has yeah. a little more uh, daytime stuff in mm-hmm. it with the monsters too. So. You can definitely tell there's a little bit, at least a little mm-hmm. bit. I didn't know it was that much of a budget increase, but it, there was definitely a noticeable like we're mm-hmm. expanding a little bit here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, not even just with the locations, but mm-hmm. with the budget and yeah. The, the budget the actors the the Mm -hmm. the, like all that yeah Mm -hmm. i i really liked the final location as well like with uh the with a deaf uh daughter and the the news station i believe the 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 studio studio. yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i thought that was great i loved all like all like the reds and purples Mm -hmm. in that in the blues Uh, i thought it was really that was really cool really striking i liked just there's some like oddly one mm. of the most tense moments in the movie to me was when she was going through the window and having not to step yeah. on like the cup and the drawer and all that. Good sense, yeah. And how like creaky the fucking hinges were. Uh, yeah, because she can't hear that. And exactly. Way, yeah, yeah. She had, no, she can't. They yeah. were off or out. Yeah, she well, couldn't. She, she she can't hear it regardless. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and it's terrifying to me to like live in a world like this and not know if you're making noise. 
Mm-hmm. Like that would terrify me. <laughs> uh, so mm-hmm. I mean, like, so every moment in this film where it like cut out sound, and I want to mention the sound design and sound mixing mm-hmm. in this is incredible, mm-hmm. impeccable. Yes. Just like the first one, honestly, a little bit more impressive because they have to use it a lot more in this one. Uh-huh. It's like it goes. It's a little. It's a lot more dynamic in this film, but. Every time, like the sound cuts out when you get into her point of view, Reagan's point of view, it's it. it I don't know something about mm-hmm. it that just made me like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. like you don't know. It's that moment where she just like in the train when she just like looks to the right and there the creature is. Like mm-hmm. she didn't like hear the like and like the run and all that. She just like looked to the right and saw it. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and there were a lot of emotional moments with that too as well. Like mm-hmm. when she thinks the hearing aid's gone or whatever, so she goes outside and she's oh, crying. Oh man, she breaks down. Yeah, no sound there. And the I don't know. There, there, there are like a few moments like that in the first one uh, as well. I mm-hmm. like out in the field or whatever. Yeah. That, so. My favorite moment of the first film is an emotional moment. I mean, granted, it's also a tense moment, but yeah. it's it's John Krasinski's death. That's a favorite mm-hmm. scene in the first film. And yeah, um, yeah I mean, there, there's plenty of emotional moments, and it continues in this film. And I, I'm glad that heart did not cease. And also, they, they don't really go the lazy route either. They 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 tease a little bit that there are some people out there that are like insane or whatever. Uh-huh. But like the most people you see are good. Yeah. Which I thought was very different and interesting. Because, like, you know, you'd think that, like... Because I thought, like, is this going to pull, like, a peninsula or something? And there's going to be, like, a crazy, mm-hmm. weird, like, military cult or something? Yeah. <laughs> For a sec, like, when he gives the hearing aid to the dude, and then he hears the sound from the boat. So I was like, are they, like, just leaving with the hearing aid? Like, they being betrayed? But no, the movie didn't do that. No. So... It, yeah, good. It it it's it mm-hmm. it subverts your expectations. You mm-hmm. might say. Yeah. I was like, are we gonna be with this band like the rest of the movie now? But no, they a lot of them just get killed. Like yeah, after that. yeah. They, so, uh-huh. like I said, it it, yeah. it goes to that they highlight the ferociousness more yeah. than the mystery of them this time around. Yeah, which served so it are, better. Are those kids in the closet like forever now? Or no, no, it wasn't locked. But no, mean, no, they could they could leave. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and, and regardless, okay. like the monster, the one monster that followed them to that island followed them to the right, studio. Yeah, so the honking, and stuff, which um yeah. always good inclusion to hear beyond the sea. Mm-hmm. Love that song. Yeah, it's I a great love song. Elvis music. That's not Elvis. <laughs> that is. <laughs> you can't even mistake that for Elvis. Luke. <laughs> uh, I just have the Conjuring two in my head. Yeah, so, I know, right? Yeah, that's just, oh, I love that scene. Mm-hmm. Patrick Wilson. Yeah, take my whole life to Wilson. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah Cillian you, you're you good but like yeah, Patrick Wilson yeah Patrick yeah. Wilson like I've seen his butt <laughs> seen whose butt uh Killian Wilson's Murphy? I've seen Killian Murphy's butt and penis right really mm-hmm. 20 days later oh right yeah I forgot about that yeah but like in comparison <laughs> 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 that watchman like with the snyder filter oh is yes like, yeah. mm. uh-huh. <laughs> got that watchman scene mm-hmm. yeah god let's <laughs> um yeah you excited for conjuring three yeah I- I'm-, I'm really pumped i'm mm-hmm. really excited yeah james wan isn't doing it new and that makes me okay i meant sad <laughs> wow <laughs> You I meant it being like I'm okay with James Wan uh, not like directing yeah. it. You know, that's fine. But yeah. then that combined with like me being Give like, another director a shot, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Even though granted this guy's the guy who did The Curse of La Llorona and I heard that movie's I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard that movie's poo. Yeah. So. Oh, so you did the previous installment of yep. the mm-hmm. He did. Huh. Even, okay. though, even though that movie's gotten as far as I've seen universally reviled reviews, this one so far is what I'm seeing, pretty good reviews. Okay. So I mean he might have mm-hmm. improved, I don't know. Maybe it's yeah. maybe it's the heart of these characters that lets yeah. that lets like the same like methods he used in that film that weren't effective work in this one. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, maybe there's different films like that. Maybe they're different movies. Mm-hmm. That's true. I think that is true. <laughs> I mean like a, a ghost hunter movie versus uh, uh I don't know what Love Run is about. <laughs> Is hmm? it what's La Verona? Uh, La Llorona. Um, I'm pretty sure it's just like a just a, a fairly ghost. standard, a fairly standard haunted ha- yeah, house. I just movie. I remember the shot of the bathtub in the trailer, so that I makes don't. me interesting because like the kids taking a bath and then like the thing behind the the kid oh. goes up. I think 
Uh-huh. That's trailer. It could be a different horror movie. I I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I vaguely remember in uh, the trailer a seeing La Llorona in full, and it's like her face, and she's going like rah, and she's got like black coming out of her eyes or something. Uh-huh. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's cool, whatever. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. I'll get to it. I'll watch like Annabelle comes home and uh, that one before I see Conjuring Devil maybe do it. Yes. Maybe or I won't. Mm-hmm. I don't and know. And I'll see Annabelle, Annabelle 2, Annabelle comes home, and those two. And the nun, and, and the, the nun. curse of La Llorona. And the curse of La Llorona. La Llorona. La, La Llorona. Because it's, because it's a, it's a, I believe, it's a Mexican, it's a Mexican so folktale, so double L yeah. is yeah, 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 yes. Yeah, mama. Yeah, ha, ha, ha. slapper. Curse of your mama. <laughs> curse of your mom. Uh-huh. This is peak comedy, I want you to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, it, look, we're covering a funny film, so we are know. covering a very funny movie. Mm-hmm. Did we laugh a single time watching this movie? Well, it's a I quiet place, and it's a theater, so we were all just trying to be quiet, you know. I did the whole not, time. I but I did not, regardless, think that there was a funny moment in the film. Uh, what about that part where the kid totally misses the baseball because he looked at the sky? Because it seemed to be more of a harrowing moment rather than a funny moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think okay. it was pretty funny when all the people died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The police I, guy uh, parked his car there, and then he's like, oh, okay. And then the immediately wrecked by the monster. So. I thought that was just good, like, suspense timing. Mm-hmm. No, that I mean, was good. <laughs> I, think, I think it goes to show, actually, and John Krasinski and Jordan Peele have talked about this, that horror timing and comedy timing are practically identical. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That you, that, like, being a comedian and being a good horror filmmaker can honestly, like, really go hand in hand with one another. Mm-hmm. And I 100% agree with that. Because as someone who loves writing horror stories and loves writing funny stories, they work very similarly. I think Edgar Wright's next film is going to be... Like, Last Night in Soho! I'm so pumped! Woo! You see uh, the trailer? You see the trailer? You see the trailer? You see the trailer? trailer? There's a trailer. Oh. Who's in it? Anya Taylor-Joy. Is that it? Thomas and Mackenzie. Okay. She's in Jojo Rabbit. She plays... She's the kid in she, the walls. She's... Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, no, she plays the mother. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Black Widow. That's that. <laughs> that's that one random chick that like went out of that went out of uh, relevancy, out of Lost in Translation. I wonder yeah, whatever happened that was like to her. her peak and I know, right? <laughs> it's peak and fame, right there. Anyway, um, Thomas McKenna, there's I know there are other people in it. It's, Edgar it's, Wright. It's, yeah, Edgar Wright's in it. <laughs> um, but those are the like two that come to mind. Oh, there's another. Doesn't I know there's another dude in it that, I, that we know. Who? Nick Hampton. Who? Is that that? Who? Who's the guy that's always with Simon Pegg? Nick, Nick Frost. Nick Frost. No. Nick Frost. <laughs> Nick Frost is not in it. Uh, no. Not Simon. Not Pegg Simon either. Pegg either. I don't think. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm excited, man. Apparently, mm-hmm. this is like in no way a comedy, even though there, it doesn't really highlight the horror stuff in the trailer. It more just gives you the basic like given to the plot rather than the horror elements. And you get a little bit of it near like the end of the trailer, and it's insane. <laughs> uh, uh. honestly part of me what makes me want like makes me want to tell you like don't watch the trailer because it does give you a lot that i didn't know before watching it mm-hmm. so it's up to you i doubt it would ruin it watching the trailer because i feel like edgar wright would have enough control to be able to say don't put that in the trailer don't put that in the trailer whatever mm-hmm. but um yeah i i i feel like mm-hmm. I, I feel like it'll be great i mean it's edgar wright he's never made a bad movie he's amazing true. <laughs> yeah Love that guy. One of my favorite mm-hmm. filmmakers. Now, yeah, in current I, times. In current times. In current not times. like back then. Like in the, Unfortunately, in the he was not one of my favorite filmmakers of the 50s. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no one was. I mean, I wonder what his favorite. Like Sidney Lumet. Sidney Lumet. He made 12 Angry Men in 1957. Yeah. There's that Hitchcock guy. Who? Hitchcock. Who? The guy with the big... Uh, the, you got a cock on a hitch. Movies. Big movies. Yes. And what 1950s movies have I seen? I'm curious. There's 12. 12 Angry Men. Um, 12 they... Years a Slave. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, that's 2013. Vertigo. Uh, Is that 50s? When did that come out? I'm pretty sure it's 50s. It's 1950. 1950s. Only... Okay, so I have seen a lot. Wow. <laughs> just know it's not 40s Ooh, or 60s. Kira Kurosawa would be doing all right. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Freaking uh, Jacques Tati was doing all right for himself. Uh, Taika Waititi as well. Taika Waititi, yeah, he's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Rashomon came out then. Uh, oh, a freaking uh, 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 Yasujiro Osu, who did Tokyo Story. Uh, Touch of Evil is great. Uh, yeah, Rear Window is amazing. I did see Singing in the Rain. Singing in the Rain, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, you showed me that movie I just re- I remembered. Well, showed me. You gave me the DVD to watch. I did. And I did watch it. And it was a good movie. What a controversial statement. Yeah. <laughs> Singing in the Rain's a good movie. I don't love it or anything. Because I'm, I'm weird. I'm quirky. I, I don't like things that people like. And that makes me interesting. And my opinion's more more like fun to rally behind, apparently. Anyway. <laughs> wow, that, that was... I, I have I have a lot of baggage with the way that films are talked about nowadays, Luke. <laughs> Amazing. Anyway, yeah. Oh, shoot. Do you Sleep have any, and beauty? Oh, do you have anything more to say about a Quiet Place Part Two, Luke? <laughs> um, the performances are great. It's written really well. It's really brisk. Mm-hmm. It's it's got it's yeah, got it's, it's got everything you could want, time. man. Yeah, out of out of a movie like yeah, this, it's great. Go see it and uh, safely. Uh, safely. Mm-hmm. Wear a mask. Get it. Get some of that stuff in your veins, and yeah, uh, go back. Go vaccinate yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you think, and if you think that's a bad idea, shut up. <laughs> go get, get vaccinated. It. Go yeah. back. Get. get <laughs> don't just shut, shut up. up. <laughs> like, shut up and get vaccinated. Because mm-hmm. I don't care what you think. It is a good idea. Get vaccinated. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I, yeah, just a little prick, and just a little prick. Mm-hmm. And then a month that's later, what you are unless if you get it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Uh huh. And I'm totally okay with <laughs> with what's happening. <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's let's, right. let's 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 end off the show. Yes. Okay. So at the typically at the end of these things we end. The show. <laughs> I believe that is by definition what happens. Yes. Uh huh. You can follow us at uh, Optimus Movies at various places, and there's links in the description to, for other things, particularly our letterbox. I think yeah. a Twitter. Uh, I, I think have that's a, I it. Have, I have a Twitter. But... I have a Twitter. You have a Twitter. I have a letterbox. You have a letterbox. <laughs> letterbox. Yeah, we. Yeah. Uh, letterbox is what MySpace. Uh, MySpace. Exactly. Yes. All right. I'm a great. Follow one us right on Snapchat. Now, Follow us on yes. Snapchat. Snapchat. SoundCloud. Uh, Give us all your secrets. <laughs> Give us all your secrets. Yeah. I want to know what dirty secrets you all are radio. up to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Um. Uh, so yeah, we uh yeah. we go. Stay mm-hmm. tuned in your podcast feed. Subscribe if you enjoyed the show. Um, maybe you'll, hopefully, if Luke will fucking get around to it, uh-huh. we'll we'll get another we'll get another. This is a normal episode, though. I mean, you know, how, how long, long we've been talking is? about? How long? An hour or twelve minutes. Wow. So this well, isn't maybe you should probably so. cut down all the bullshit we talked about in between. What are you talking about? That's the heart of this. Okay, yeah, that's that's true. That's true. That's so, true. Anyway, uh, this is gonna be our Zack Snyder Justice League podcast <laughs> is gonna be shorter than this probably. Zack. <laughs> No. Because it will be more focused. <laughs> okay, look. If you think that I do not have at least like hours worth of material of talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League, then you are insane. Oh, shoot. Oh, I will dude. talk about that film for oh, forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, like, I, like, all right. I'm, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna because I have way too much yeah. to say. To save s- it for the pod. I will save it for the podcast. Not this one. Not this one. <laughs> subscribe. Yeah, and, double feature. No, yeah, wait, it, so you say subscribe. Your, yeah, subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, I uh, didn't know if it was subscriptions or like follow us or like hit Whatever that bell the fuck, it don't matter. Yeah, yeah, ring ring the bell, subscribe. Did you know the uh-huh. YouTube intros? Like, did you know that like, you know, that uh, fucking uh-huh. only 20% of the people that, that watch this aren't subscribed? Uh-huh. You should click it. It's free and you can yeah. always change your mind later. Thank you, right. Dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> click right here for another video. Yeah, make sure to uh, ring the bell. Uh-huh. Leave a comment. Leave and, a comment. Uh, uh, no dislikes. But, uh, no dislikes. Yeah. Make sure to like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here's our sponsor. Uh Here's uh, our sponsor, Squarespace. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Okay. Uh, see you on see, the next See you next time. You, you, you beautiful people. Fuck, just end, the, just end the episode. <laughs>